Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash entitled parents, where an entitled mother tries to poison her own daughter on her wedding day. Our next Reddit post is from Adventurous Al. Bit of a backstory. My periods are insanely painful. I've been hospitalized because of them. So when I was around 15, my dad and my stepmom were going to a barbecue for my stepmom's brother. I don't remember the occasion, but it wasn't for anything big. They asked me to come along, and I told them I didn't feel so great, so I was going to stay home. They left, and about two hours later, I fell to the floor in complete pain. My parents were still out, and my dogs found me on the floor. My pit bull stayed next to me while my boxer ran around looking for someone. I texted my dad telling him he had to come home, but he didn't answer, so I texted my grandma. Hey, grandma, I think I started my period. Do you have any painkillers? Of course I do. I'm out shopping right now, but I'll drop them off once I'm done here. Okay, thank you. About five minutes later, I get a call from my stepmother. The conversation goes as follows. Why did you text your dad that? Because I'm laying in the floor in pain and I can't get up. Why can't you get up? I'm on my period and this pain wouldn't stop unless I stayed curled up in a ball like this. Ugh, fine, we're coming home. But don't ever text your dad with that again. Then she hung up. I waited about 15 minutes for them to arrive home. My dad picked me up and carried me to my room. My stepmom got me some painkillers, a heating pad, and told me to sleep. She was mad at me for the rest of the day and wouldn't even look at me. The next day we meet my biological mom and my dad tells her everything that happened. My mom and I decided to start looking into birth control. We found out that I can't have the pill because I have epilepsy, so we heard about an implant that was still in testing and how it wouldn't have any side effects, so we went with that one. I told my dad and my stepmom that I got birth control to help with my periods, and my dad was happy. Then my stepmother said, Well, I hope you know that means you can't go sleeping around with everyone. I sat there in shock that she said something like that in front of my dad. I'm demisexual, which means that I have no sexual attraction towards people that I have no emotional bonds with. So random stranger hookups were out the window. Around dinner time, I still couldn't stop thinking about what she said. My dad knew that something was troubling me and said, She didn't mean it, you know. That's not how she meant it to come out. I believed my dad, of course, which was mistake number one. When dinner was finally served, my stepmother kept giving me dirty looks and looked at the food like I gave her a severed human head to eat. Did OP make any of this? She made everything except the vegetables. My stepmom then proceeded to only eat the vegetables. Like, I'm gonna give her some sort of disease because I'm on birth control. I ate about half my food and cleaned up. My dad apologized for her, but I didn't believe it. Is this lady dumb enough to think that birth control is contagious? What is she thinking? Our next Reddit post is from 1B Witch of the Woods. I'm a 38-year-old woman. I have a great career, a loving boyfriend, great pets, and friends. I have never, ever wanted kids. Five years ago, I ended a relationship with a man named Jason who I thought wanted the same things that I did. We'd been together for two years. We'd travel together, read comics, play video games, and do all kinds of fun things. I'd always been honest with Jason that I never wanted kids. He told me he didn't either. Then, in the summer of that year, I began to notice changes in him. He would talk about how great our friend's kids are. He'd try to get me to spend time with his nephews, even though I wasn't close to them. He also began talking to my parents way more than usual. Then, one evening, he said he wanted to have dinner with my whole family. I found this a bit strange, as I don't often spend time with my family, but for him I agreed. We were having dinner. My parents' brother and sister were there. Then, he dropped a bomb on me. 
He got down on one knee and said, I love you. I want you to be the mother of my children. The first thing that came out of my mouth was, what the actual F? We hadn't talked about getting married, much less kids. I never wanted kids and I wasn't ready for marriage. I took him to another room to ask him what the heck he was doing. He dropped another bomb and told me he had been talking to my parents about us getting married and starting a family. Let that sink in. He talked to my parents, not me, about our future. He said he had asked my dad's permission. He said he had asked for my dad's permission before he asked for my consent. I was furious. All this was obviously meant to pressure me into saying yes. My mother, being nosy, walked right into the room we were in and asked what was wrong and why I hadn't said yes. I told her and the whole family that they had to leave. When they left, I tore Jason a new butthole. I asked him how dare he assume that I was going to marry him and have kids with him when I made it very clear that I did not want those things. He told me that he was hoping that I would grow up and want something meaningful. He had the gall to act like I was the bad person in all of this. I threw him out the following day. I ended the relationship for good. My parents were pissed at me. My mom cried about how she'd been looking forward to getting grandkids from me and how I'd let her down. My siblings also told me that I made a huge mistake by letting such a nice guy go. My dad actually told me to apologize to him. Their behavior told me that my desires and consent didn't matter to them one bit. They just wanted me to follow the same life script that they did. Till today, I haven't forgiven them, mostly because they still think that they and my ex were right. My current boyfriend and I have been together for three years. He and I share the same passions, and he had a vasectomy, so I feel much more secure when he says he doesn't want kids. My parents and siblings are no longer a part of my life. I hardly ever call or see them, and I'm happier for it. I never spoke to Jason again, though he did try to reach out to me. He maintained contact with my parents for some time, hoping that they'd force me to change my mind. I still believe that what he did was scummy, to say the least, but I bear him no ill will and I hope he's happy. It sounds like OP's family needs to learn an important lesson. Your kids are your kids, not your property. Our next Reddit post is from Brigadoon Rosefall. So this is a story about my sister-in-law's mother that happened just over eight years ago. The cast for this story is Alice, who's my sister-in-law, Helen, who's Alice's mother and our entitled mother, Ron, who's Alice's husband and my brother, and Fred and George, who are two of my older brothers. To set the scene, the wedding was set to happen on a farm run by my Aunt Rose. This farm is set up to be photo-ready for weddings and events that people wish to have there. It comes with a hefty price tag for a rental, and Aunt Rose donated the venue and the on-site lodge to Ron and Alice as a wedding gift. Aunt Rose's kids also donated their time to clean and set up the venue, and her husband donated his cooking ability. Other family members provided the ingredients, and there wasn't a whole lot for the bride and groom to actually pay for. The wedding dress was made by Alice, her sister, and two of our cousins. The most expensive thing the pair purchased were the rings. Most people would be happy to spend so little for a wedding, but the mother of the bride was a problem from day one. She had to have her say in everything. It's just no one listened. It wasn't her day, it was Alice's day. She got progressively more angry as the family went with Alice's choices and not her ideas. Alice got to design everything, including the wedding cake. Due to her allergies, Alice didn't want to have any coconut on her cake. Pretty straightforward request, right? She had plans for a beautiful naked cake decorated with berries and a very nature-based look. My family adored Alice, but it was very clear that without needing to say anything, we all tuned out her mom, Ellen, and her terrible demands. Alice had ordered sunflowers and an array of orange and yellow roses and other flowers. 
They arrived before the rehearsal dinner and were put in the walk-in fridge to keep them looking good for the following day. Helen got very emotional when she saw the flowers that night. My older brother Fred said that he had a bad feeling in his gut when Helen went off just before the rehearsal started. He wasn't able to stop her or catch her in the act, but she had gone to the kitchen and snapped the heads off the sunflowers. Helen didn't want sunflowers in her daughter's wedding photos. To not stress out the bride or groom, Fred sent out a text message to the family that had supplied the flowers. He explained that he'd left a rehearsal about six minutes after Helen had and found the sunflowers all beheaded. The family members agreed to replace all of them and come over extra early before the wedding with the needed flowers. Crisis 1 averted. However, while Fred was dealing with the sunflowers, I was dealing with another crisis altogether. Helen was standing off to the side of the event after finishing the meal. She was on the phone, and like my brother, I felt a feeling of wrongness in my gut, so I wanted to listen in. She was talking on the phone to her husband, Alice's stepfather. She was saying what a great surprise this would be for Alice and how excited Alice would be to see her stepfather. I stepped into Helen's personal space and told her point blank that if that man showed up, he would be leaving with more holes than God intended. Helen scoffed at the threat until she saw the look in my eyes. She told her husband she would call him back before hanging up. She told me that she could invite her husband. After all, it was thanks to him that Alice even met her future husband. Alice would be so thrilled to have him walk her down the aisle instead of Alice's own father. It was only right after all. Right. Who wouldn't want someone who abused them so badly that they ran away and got rescued by a stranger to show up at their wedding? I looked over my shoulder and made eye contact with my other brother, George. He sensed the brewing trouble and responded in the only way that George ever responds. He brought her a fruity sweet drink and asked if there was a problem. She drank down that drink as she told him her woes of how I was so cruel to her. He patted her arm and took her off to the side where he proceeded to keep her glass very full. I went and warned my uncle to shut the gate prior to the wedding and when he found what was going on, he insisted that he would keep one of his sons by the front gate just in case. The party was winding down as the bride and groom separated for the evening. George kept filling up the woman's glass, talking to her as if he was sympathetic to her woes. The drunker Helen got, the more she spilled. She admitted that she destroyed the sunflowers because they're such an ugly flower and my daughter doesn't know better. However, around drink four, she admitted that she'd fixed the stupid cake that she'd seen in the fridge. George acted like he hated the cake as well to get out of her what he could and she told him that she had wanted a coconut cake. The one thing that her daughter was badly allergic to. It turns out, she had bought a few tubs of coconut frosting from the store and spread it all over the base cake layer. It was around 3am when this revelation came out. George kept plying her with drinks as he led her towards the room she was staying in. He told the family by a text to check the cake immediately. Once George got her into her bed, with a plan to just let her sleep through the morning wedding, she blabbed about how bland the food had looked and she'd made it all better. Then, she passed out without further explanation. All the food was being inspected by the family as Aunt Rose, her husband, and the kids set out to work with the siblings to fix everything. The cake needed to be remade. The poorly spread coconut frosting had completely ruined the cake. Family members were woken up while the bride, groom, and wedding party were left alone to sleep. George said he would keep an eye on Helen and fix things with her husband. He was going to send the man somewhere completely different from the wedding venue. The family came together with 12 cars leaving the ranch to go out for various replacements. There was a berry hunt at 4 in the morning, new fish, new bread being made, a new order of steaks being tenderized and marinated along with a dozen other things. One of my cousins was digging up new sweet potatoes while his wife and son gathered fresh eggs. 
Cars came and went all night. I told Alice her mother was sleeping off a hangover while she was getting dressed for the day, and she accepted that rather quickly. She had been told by some of her family that she just had to invite her mom. As she tugged her stockings up, Alice told me she couldn't believe her wedding was here. She was getting to marry her Prince Charming, and she was trying not to cry before getting her makeup done. Helen missed the wedding, despite her sister and her other daughter trying to wake her up for it. I'm glad to say that Alice was in the dark about what happened on her wedding day until she came back from her honeymoon. And you might be wondering, who told Alice what Helen had done? Why, Helen herself. Helen screamed at her daughter the first day they returned from the honeymoon and told her how disappointed she was with the wedding that she slept through. She wanted Alice to dress in her wedding dress and take photographs with her mother and her stepfather. Alice's husband put a stop to that real fast. There was no way her stepfather was ever coming near her again. Helen was blocked, and Alice tried to figure out what all happened in those wee morning hours. We told her, and everyone came forward and explained what they did that night while she was asleep. Alice thanked us, and the next day, her husband told everyone at the family get-together that she couldn't understand how we'd been so calm about it. Aunt Rose told her that in a crisis, you can't lose focus. Make a plan, follow through, and things will work out alright. Alice took that advice to heart. Alice is a wedding planner now, and she acts as a stone wall for brides against their mothers or any influence besides their husband. It's their day, and that's it. Everyone else can shut up and listen to the bride and groom. That was our slash entitled parents, and if you like this content, check out my Patreon where I publish extra episodes. Also, be sure to follow my podcast, because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.